1: it is the 20th of February, 2020. This is Geometric Digital News Media. And Michelle Stinson Ross from Texas. Yeah, from <laughs> um, Texas. Who is currently in SMX uh, West. Uh, she's she's sitting in for Dave, who will be joining us in just a few minutes because he's also at SMX West. Uh, Mary has just gotten on stage. I you know, think Dave was at that and, and his wife's session. Um, Obviously him for like, you know, being targeted to the show That at his right session Michelle you're at SMX West. How's the show?
2: The show's going fairly well. Um, it's an intimate audience rather than a big crowd, but That has a lot of advantages that a great big crowd Doesn't have to be honest with you um, well, It's a lot easier to talk to people. It's it's a lot less intimidating to say approach a speaker and learn a little bit more. so it's it's kind of a cool thing. I
1: haven't been to an SMX West in uh, oh over five, five or six years, but they used to be large shows, uh, three, four, thousand per people. When you say it's an intimate crowd, do you mean there's less than a thousand?
2: Um, it's a little hard to gauge just because the space is really broken up. But yeah, I would say so.
1: you're at the you're at the San Jose Conference Center. Uh, yes. Uh, uh right downtown, right beside the uh, the Hyatt, right? Right. Okay, so so people who've been to uh to SMX or I guess previously SES shows would be familiar with the space. Um anything stand out? Anything interesting happening?
2: Um I'm trying to think through all the stuff that I've seen already. Um, I think probably the most outstanding thing right now is the the focus on e-com, that there's a lot of really good SEO knowledge, there's a lot of really good PPC knowledge, but it's being focused particularly on e-commerce for this show, which I think is quite notable.
1: Okay. Um, when you say like focus on e-commerce, uh, 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 large-scale e-commerce, small retail, uh, is this a replacement for brick and mortar?
2: Um, for the most part, yeah. So I did a session yesterday um, with a lady that does PPC, and we were specifically talking about seasonality within e-commerce. How do you? take best advantage of those times when you know, you're going to sell a lot and what do you do to make that keep going throughout the year? How do you prepare for it in advance? All those kinds of stuff. But it was definitely within the seasonality of e-commerce and getting people to actually purchase from you online.
1: Okay. Um, Any depths, any tracks, anything that people should be thinking of taking advantage of now now, Um, now that you mention
2: it? So a lot of it has to do with being prepared, paying attention to like your year over year data, that kind of stuff. And this is coming from both me doing paid social and Genevieve doing paid search. And honestly, a lot of it is also making sure that your teams are working together. So if you're fairly large, and you still have like your SEO, your PPC, your social media siloed, the more that you can break down those silos and bring those teams together, um, the more successful you can be because paid social sits at a different place in the customer journey than PPC or search. I mean, really seriously, how many human beings can search for something they've never heard of? And yet paid social can put a product or a brand or something new to the market in front of an audience that had no idea it was there. So it's important that we all work together in order to really make the most of those seasonal, um, spikes in commerce and business.
1: You're a veteran of, uh, of search conferences. Um, You've you, you've seen the evolution of the search marketing industry firsthand. Uh, going going to the conferences and hearing your, your colleagues and, and peers. Um, is there? You say there's a greater emphasis on e-commerce at, at, at this show than, than than at previous shows. Um, and then you then you immediately mentioned like a, a social um, social media example. Is there a greater emphasis on social media and the paid aspects of social media at this show than, than, than at other shows?
2: Um, I don't know that there's a particular emphasis on it, but because the focus is on e rather than, say, search and PPC, like it usually is for SMX, um, hello, Search Marketing Expo, um, by focusing on e it's an opportunity to f- to look at the bigger picture digitally. And it certainly opens the door to those discussions about paid social, um, email, all of the other things that are a part particularly of the e um function. Let's be reasonable, especially for like large purchases or B2B like SaaS purchases. Email is an important part of the puzzle. And so all of those things are being discussed this week because the focus is on e-comm rather than just search.
1: There are, um, I'm sure every, everybody, I mean, like anyone who has ever, uh, owned a business, published themselves as owner of an agency, or even just put their, their, their own shingle out and published their email saying I offer services are getting barraged by, um, Scheduled and very well coordinated email campaigns. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if these campaigns were being run by, I don't know, say artificial intelligence and algorithm. Um, what do you think the efficacy of campaigns like that is?
2: Mm, I guess it depends. I mean, I know um, for the period of time that I've been at various agencies my mailbox just gets stuffed full of stuff. And I'm like, "Nah, not really for me. Um, wasn't the person that made those decisions. Um, if I spotted something that was, that seemed really compelling, I might pass it on, but there's a lot of that stuff that I, it immediately went to the trash bin out of my email. But, um, for someone that's actually engaged with a website, they've kind of started the consideration process. They've they've actually submitted an email and said, hey, I want more information. Or they gave their email in exchange for downloading something that was mm-hmm. of value to them. Then yes, there's definitely efficacy there because they said, you have enough information and this is something that I'm interested in. Let's continue the conversation. It's those... Um, blind emails because again, I work for an agency or I provide services or they somehow picked up the email other than me providing it to them. That's still sketchy and not really cool with anybody.
1: Um, how's the trade show? There's, there's two, there's parts of conferences. One of of the ways I gauge the the health of a conference is by the the size of the trade show floor. Mm Um, and uh, there's two parts to every conference. There's the conference part where everybody hangs out, goes to sessions, learns from each other, and then there's the, the trade show where you get to meet all the vendors. And, you know, um, they get to the pitch their services or wares to you. How's the trade show at um, SMX West?
2: Um, honestly, I would probably compare it to um, digital summit shows of about the same size. Um, there's probably as many vendors there as vendors that I've seen at, um, several of the regional, um, digital summit shows, because that's, that's the show I've been at the most over the last two years. It's, it's what I have to compare it to. Um, it's definitely smaller than any of the trade show floors that I'd seen at like SMX East. Yeah. Uh, That's New York. And can you really compare it? I don't know
1: well again um, and then and, you know getting to silicon valley uh marketing to silicon valley right mm. like you're you're in san jose even like the capital the capital of, of, of silicon valley um that was always a slightly smaller trade show right. um
2: um lots of good tools represented mm. um all that kind of good stuff um i noticed bruce clay has a booth as a sponsor um proficient i believe also had a booth Um, I have a Google sponsor. I saw a picture. I
1: saw a picture of a Google booth that looked like. (laughs) um, Okay.
2: Um, I was actually standing there when Dave took that picture. (laughs) Um, That's that's not exactly what you would expect, but what Google's got going on is they're actually um, getting a lot of UX feedback. So although that little desk is small, that whole back area is private little rooms where people can sit down and provide feedback for the user experience of some of the um, Google tools. I didn't ask her exactly which ones they were soliciting um, UX feedback on, but I think they had like four or five little private rooms back there. Um, So as far as the actual floor space that Google's taking up, it's taking up a whole row of what would have been several booths. It's just that they hadn't put up all the signage at the front Um, of of their stuff.
1: So it looks much smaller than it really is.
2: (laughs) Kind of like Google's front
1: page. (laughs) Okay, I think we have Dave on the line now. Maybe, maybe not. I think he is. Um, I know that Dave is, is getting ready to be in this getting
3: ready to be in to, studio it, it helps when i unmute myself <laughs>
1: there you there he is dave welcome here dave from beanstalk internet marketing welcome back to the show
3: well thank you so much yeah it's uh it's it's totally a lot of fun and you know what just just, just wrongly timed chris sherman just walked past otherwise i'd, I'd grab oh, him okay, I, I was well, just I'll... fumbling with my phone but uh i'll be seeing him in in just a couple hours as he's my moderator but uh
1: well, wanted to get Chris Sherman on because this is going to be Chris Sherman's last event with Third Door Media, last event with uh, with, with with SMX, um, and uh, quite possibly last event in the search marketing industry. And this is a man who, for the last twenty years, has um, organized conferences, um, helped get helped get uh, two of the leading uh, search newspaper search magazines together. Um, Chris Sherman's contributions to our industry are. You know, I, I can't even I can't even think of think of them to list them. There are so many. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to say thank you. I mean, the guys leaving, the guys the guys leaving it's like leaving third door. Um, that, that that that's
3: huge. Yeah, it's you know what it's it's one of those like, and I think I I, I sent out my my tweet about it as soon as I found out about the same. It's like I am sad to see him leave, but I'm glad he was here. And from everything I know. It's it's just they like yeah, my job's done right like fair enough we would all hit that like it it's not that anything bad it's just it was that time and and so I'm happy for him but it is going to be a shame to see him leave and and guy deserves some some serious respect for for what he's given to the community over the many many years that he's been driving forward
1: you know I think this leaves Brett Tabke as the last of the old guard conference organizers standing
3: wow yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll be seeing him next month, so I'll, I'll, I'll have to point that out. Although I'm sure he's figured that out, he's like eh, last man standing.
1: All right. Well, yeah, that's something to be happy about. Hey, eh? you're still going to work every day.
3: <laughs> okay, valid point. Uh, valid okay. point.
1: Dave, I just asked. I just asked Michelle, who is uh, incidentally, uh, folks, still on the line. How's the conference? Mm-hmm. What's happening? What's the, what's what's going on in San Jose?
3: you know what i'm i'm I, i'm loving it i i was listening in a, a little bit of course um while i was sort of prepping to to jump on um and yeah michelle was was totally right it, it's smaller than i don't know if it's smaller than last year but it's certainly smaller than their new york show um in the uh in the volume i'll give them props on food um because oh my gosh the food's delicious. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, the food was well. amazing uh, and I'm looking down over uh, over the expo floor and it is smaller than, than I've seen it in previous years but there's a lot of people milling around in it now it's during that break um, so it is that time but they, they've got it structured well for keeping the people in there um, and the vendors, the smart ones I, I'm just, you know, you, you might as well pay attention to what's going on in the world around you and capitalize on it because I've hit up a couple. Because with all of the news that's going on right now, there's a bunch of them giving away like hand sanitizer, and those are very popular booths. So sure. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh, ha- have you met the um, magician doing card tricks yet?
3: No, I have not. But that gives me something <laughs> to try and do this afternoon. <laughs> Um, and I did hear, and, and, and I, I was picking on them, um, the, the, the picture uh, for Google. So for some clarification, yeah, Michelle was spot on. They're doing interviews. They were actually purposely trying to keep it toned down a little bit. Um, but I, I was sort of picking on poor Carrie, uh, who was the woman who was, who was sitting at the front Um, and I know one of them, um, I'm doing two interviews this afternoon on the Google ads interfaces, but it is all UX. I think it's basically like, find out what the users don't like and judging from the the pre questions they had asked us, they're trying to pick from an assortment of different, you know, small, medium and large, like I would fit into the probably medium category of budget control. Um, but I I assume they're trying to grab some from each of them and go, okay, the less experienced like the user what are they finding a train wreck in this system um, but especially on paid search give me any as michelle heard me lecturing poor carrie give me any chance to open my mouth and tell you what i don't like um and, and i'm happy to and especially on paid search so i'm looking forward to that opportunity of going here's what you need to fix <laughs> I <don't>, I, <laughs> to make I, I, my I, life easier
1: i don't suppose they really want to talk about the uh, changes to the partnership program or now nice.
3: Uh, I don't think the questions are coming along there. Although, um, I am going to, um, Lyndon, um, had, had brought up a, a good point, um, which is I should chronicle, um, all of the recommendations they give, because that's one of the, like, do you do all the recommendations? Uh, you know what? I dismiss so many of those that are just crap, right? That like, nope. I've tried this before with similar campaigns and it goes horribly wrong, right? And so to, I'm going to be keeping track of which ones I end up having to dismiss or with a client's permission and maybe I'll have to like fund what it ends up costing go, okay, I'm going to fund what this costs, uh, but I'm going to take this and we're going to find out the costs so I can chronicle this and, um, you know, find out how wrong Google will be in some cases. And a lot of the time the recommendations are great, but, you know, to, to judge us based on not using them like i I get that you would i would even get it with the partner program they went you have to dismiss it if you're just ignoring them we're going to judge you on that but to say you know you got to use our recommendation no i got to use my brain i got to use some other tools that i use and i got to figure out what's best for my client's bottom line anyway that's that's a but the short answer is no i don't think they're going to ask me about that but you you brought it up so i'll rant
1: you're (laughs) right here's the beauty you're reviewing them you can ask them anything. Ha! <laughs> okay. Speaking of bottom lines, we got to improve Webmaster Radio's bottom line by taking a commercial here on Webcology. So, friends, uh, sorry for the late start. We're on conference time. You are listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, wmr.fm. It is the 20th of February, 2020. We have Michelle Simpson-Ross and Gabe Davies, both at SMX uh, SMX West in San Jose. I'm Jim Hedger from Digital always Media. you to Web Webcology on Webmaster Radio. Stick around. More coming up after these messages.
0: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology.
1: We'll be back after this short break.
0: before it's noticed a slight rising of the eyebrows a widening of the eyes it may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation the heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience within a tenth of a second the reaction has passed but not without leaving its mark someone found what they're looking for does your website deliver impulses to act it can Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit intendedpodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended
4: Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Blog,
0: blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: webcology on webmasterradio.fm it's the 20th of february 2020 this is jim hedger digital ways media dave davies from beef internet marketing and dave and i are uh are blessed to have in the studio with us michelle simpson ross uh the industry's go-to person on social media um, Michelle, uh, thank you so much for for for, for jumping in. Um,
2: Sometimes I feel like a bad penny. I just keep turning up.
1: <laughs> Michelle was uh, was on the show last week, uh, 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 co-hosting um, when uh, Dave was, I believe, barreling down a mountain on two pieces of wood, <laughs>
3: <laughs> like a sensible person would do. Everybody has their as like a like a phone a friend, and I it, it looks like Michelle's mine. I'm like, oh, we're in a pinch. I need somebody okay tag you're it
2: <laughs> like, hey so you know what? thank you michelle I, I, for,
3: for for covering for me
2: that makes me feel incredibly good to think that i'm that reliable and that dave's like yep that's the one i want every time
3: brilliant um where uh, where should we head like there's uh, the conferences are always awesome but there's also and it happens every bloody on, week eh? there's still a bunch of news that happens any well, big stories that uh, either of you two are interested in chatting about? I can always babble about anything. So
1: <laughs> something I found out there. Uh, John Mueller is uh, has, John Mueller has always taken the role of uh, answering questions, um, helping clarify, and I think at Google he helps. You know, he helps direct people in their work. Um, you know, he, he's a reference person. He's like the mult the, the multilingual reference person for everybody. Mm-hmm now it looks like john uh is turning investigator and uh he's going to be um looking into deceitful link building practices and um apparently he wants our help he wants seos to help him um <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness I can't, I can't I'm this. He, he wants seos to uh talk about deceitful link building practices and help google um I feel like a rat oh my god I feel like a rat already
3: yeah I know you know what it, it's it's such a such a funny one because I I am a white hat seo I mean as I talked about in in other episodes like I haven't always been like I used to be an affiliate marketer in like the early 2000s right I went I got sites, you know burnt to the ground that was fine <laughs> like that that's what <laughs> happened but now it feels kind of you don't talk about Fight Club, right? Like, I still have that even though I'm a white hat um, in there. The exception to me would be, oh, okay, if a competitor is using them, then it's my job to, you know, not a competitor of me necessarily, but a competitor of uh, one of my clients. Well, okay, now that's my job, right? <laughs> it's my because job. Because you're supposed to be
2: protecting that. your clients.
3: That's and their interests. So I think they, they will end up with not us doing our best for, like, you know, the SEO realm. But, yeah, if I can – if I have a client sitting in position three and it's a you know quick report to put them into position two, well, that's probably the easiest position jump in that, you know, realm I could get them <laughs> like, Um so yeah, we 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 all sort of, you know, we all would, but I, I can't say I'll feel great about it, but
1: well yeah, as Michelle's
3: saying for the client, I will.
1: <laughs> in this case, so how this one came up, you mightn't feel so bad. Um this got brought to uh, to to uh, Mueller's attention by um, Adela Solis, um well known and uh, you know greatly respected um, SEO.
2: Mm-hmm. She's um, here
1: this week. She is. And apparently, somebody wrote her and uh, tried to claim credit for an image that was used on, on a website, one of one of her clients' websites. Well, and they demanded a link back um, because they want to take credit for for the image. As it turns out, it wasn't their image. They just wanted the link. So she got, you know, she researched it. She confirmed that it wasn't the person. Then she got kind of pissed off because her time had just gotten wasted. Mm. So she went to Mueller. And now Mueller wants to look into it, saying, well, if this is happening, how else are people scamming links out there?
3: Right. So. Right. so, So, you know what, I, I suppose, if you're getting into really bad, like if we're if we kept it restricted to you know, where you're actually lying and being, I guess that's where he's getting into deceitful rather than just spam tactics. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not just spam. It's actually, like, illegal in, like, a uh, lot of areas.
1: <laughs> and apparently, if you, if you look into the story a little bit deeper, as, as, as I'm doing while we're speaking, <laughs> I love going to air without me. Um, um, It's happened to a number of people. There's there's a, there are a few people who said yeah this has happened to me as well so again John Mueller is saying yo if uh, if anybody else has any examples send them to me because uh, uh, I I I think Mueller is just offended by how stupid this technique is. Well yeah. I guess
2: they're just Great. counting on the fact that. It is time consuming to research and whatever, and, and the fact that it's a photo credit, it's not really that big a thing, sure, whatever. And you get enough volume of that and you're making some headway. But wow, do you really not have anything better to do? <laughs> well,
1: the pursuit of links, um, the pursuit of links is the root of all evil, is it not?
3: I'm waiting for one of those to go to like the wrong person, right? Like the wrong SEO who has like their dark network. And it's like, Oh, you know what? No, I can't do it on this one. (laughs) But here's a link on 20,000 like porn sites (laughs) all coming in with exact text to you. (laughs) You know, something like that, just for karma to play its full circle.
1: Okay, just because we have to report that Google says this kind of stuff doesn't really mean anything, okay? <laughs> just gotta say it. You gotta get yep. it. So, around Google My Business, mm-hmm. according to this is being reported in Search Engine Roundtable today, according to uh, the the report, um, Google says keywords and descriptions don't guarantee ranking improvement, but they could. Mm-hmm. That's it. So again, keywords in descriptions don't guarantee ranking improvement, but
3: they could. Right. So now you know. <laughs> what? It's a resounding maybe.
1: Absolutely,
3: <laughs> maybe sort
1: of. absolutely. something. Absent. What? Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Absolutely.
3: Isn't that a funny one? Right? Like it's it's a funny cause. So oh, okay, like we've debated whether having whether description tags even counted like we knew they counted as like this is part of the like i view an organic result as an ad right like it's it's part of my ad it's part of that piece that shows up that defines whether it's going to get clicked now they may be talking about that and going okay indirectly an interaction with the search result page can be positive or negative and so it may impact it that way or they may be you know coming back and and and, and sort of going back in time a little bit because they've said this is like go back a ways here but you know okay keywords and description tags don't count anymore now if they're saying they do and if we're going back in time to them actually holding some value um you know that's going to be that's going to be interesting as well but to me and you know mary talks a lot about ux so i, I end up hearing a lot but i'm like well if you have your keywords in your description tag i've seen it the click-through rates go up so who cares what google says on this right like it, they just should be there because the user is looking for them and you want the click right like none of us are just like i hope i get the featured snippet not the click right like no, nobody wants that so it's not like you want just to appear in the search results but not not get the traffic for it um so a- anyway it's it's just it's sort of one of those well it doesn't even really matter because you should be doing it right in so, so
2: well it, and i like I like that you brought it up in the context of user experience too, right? Because isn't that really what keywords are all about? It's like, are we actually saying, yes, I have the answer to the question that you're typing into Google, come check it out. So I, yeah, let's write descriptions that actually are indicative of, I'm the answer you want, come over here yeah <laughs> well, there, there i i think that it it really is more about the user experience than oh i'm playing a game and gaming google
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I'm, I'm pretty sure that Google doesn't really consider meta description as a ranking factor although this was specific to google my business um right and maybe google my business does uh they might they might have fewer fewer um signals to call from i honestly don't know but like like dave said and i think i'm gonna, uh, like what michelle uh, uh agreed um a good description is going to increase the click-through rate because it, it provides clarity which is what users need to, to make the decision
3: you're right and that's a really good clarification because i did sort of go off on a like i knew which title but i did sort of go off on an obscure sort of tangent on, on using well, and we've been trying dual to get description possibilities there but
1: we have been trying to get google or bing to confirm that they do use factors like click-through rate and time on paper and all that but none of them will say so like mean, we gotta get them drunk if only there was a place <laughs> where like the search engines were present and booze was. what do you guys think <laughs>
2: I don't Apparently know. they don't distribute enough drink tickets to make that happen. <laughs>
3: no, I um, remember, and, and Jim, you were actually at one with me. Like I remember the old Google dances, and they never, they all stayed. They got the SEOs drunk and then asked them questions, but I don't remember <laughs> them ever drinking much.
1: <laughs> actually, you know what? I remember in the early days where there was actually a code of honor where we would have uh, Google employees just, just trash wasted. <laughs> And you could take everything they said and use it personally, but you couldn't share it. That was kind of the unwritten
3: rule. <laughs> I think I know the bus you're talking about or that you're thinking about right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> and I won't even say where or what, but um, and I, I, yeah, I'm i pretty sure you were probably on it with me because we hung on them buses at parties with people like that. Um Okay, where where should we uh, where should we go now? I mean, there's there's lots going on. I don't know what the the sort of. Uh,
1: okay, uh, I was interested in Google. Um, I didn't actually get to read the article again. We this is one of those weeks where we went to air uh, before, dragging out the news stories. Um, Google is uh, is uh, making it easier and faster to share audience. Uh, Share audiences Ooh. within within managed accounts.
3: Yes. This that is awesome.
1: Guys. What's that <laughs> all about?
3: <laughs> um, I guess, um, Michelle, I don't, do you do a paid, would this impact you? Because I'm happy to,
2: um, to It doesn't normally, um, since I live mostly in social media world. The social world yeah um Uh, it's just discussion after the fact of what was that audience and can i recreate it in social?
3: right right. um what they're doing here just for our for our our listeners then we can get into like the the impact um and and it's really not something you won't be able to do something new but what you've been able to do is is way 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 easier so I'll, i'll actually use a client of mine as as the example because we use these audiences um is it they run three different websites. They're all in the same, you know, sort of top level niche, but they each serve their own function. They're not ranking for the same thing or anything. They each serve their own function, but the audience is the same. They just sell three different things to the same audience that are part of that audience's business cycle. Um, and so we collect email lists from all three. Well, I mean, they, they have their email list, right? Newsletter signups, you know, lead gen, you know, all the different emails that you end up with. And historically, and we just started doing this with them over the last six months, is we've been uploading those lists because they're substantial and using them for various marketing efforts, taking people from sort of remarketing, if it's the same list that it was generated from them at, right? You're at site one and then you can remarket to site one, Um, but then taking their lead forms and using them for light level on the other two sites. And then if they're actually conversion, locking them down to like aggressive remarketing. Right? We know you're familiar with our brand. We know you like it, right? So, uh, because the, the client's very confident that they provide a very, very good service. They should be there. They're, they're well-reviewed. So um, this, what we've had to do historically is go to each one of those three sites and upload all three lists to each one and then deal with them individually. What this is going to facilitate okay. is a far easier transition where we can, I mean, there's a lot more uses, but just to, to give an example where it'll work for me. Um, is just to upload them one time and then share them among those three accounts because you don't have to share them across all your accounts. You just share them with, um, you know, we can share them with just those three accounts that we're managing, um, and then start to use those lists a lot, a lot more creatively, I guess, just because it's going to be less of a pain in the butt to upload them. So that'll leave me with extra time to figure out what to, you know, what new things to do with them. So, um, I, I was really excited to see this come out. And then seeing if you see a good audience working in one area i'm imagining companies like ppc management companies um you know larger um you know than than the the accounts that we deal with um being able to cross over and go okay you're in travel and tourism okay we found that you know this list works and using it over here right sort of sharing among different accounts um you know some of the major travel sites could could use this to much more rapidly share their lists or just visitors to my site share that list over with a different um a different site right like you know you have Expedia owning different companies and stuff share those remarketing lists um in, in a lot more easy way you could always do it but it was a real pain in the butt so this will make it a lot easier um i think it'll make uh, account managers a lot more money faster um but i think at the end of the day where the real perk to this one is is for for why they're doing it is it's going to make Google a lot of money because it's going to make it really easy for me to do more it's not that it is going to replace something I'm doing in most cases in in, in the the one I've illustrated it would but if they've it's going to enable me to do more rapidly so I probably won't take budget from anything else I'll just be contacting clients and going I need more budget because we've got a new thing to do and you don't want to take away from what's already working so well don't give me more money give google more money and i'll just you know give it to me first and i'll pass it off to them um (laughs) but you know you don't really need to give it to me because they've actually sped up what i'm doing on one hand so it'll take me the same amount of time to get more done um and make the clients more money so i think it'll have a really good impact on cpas uh you know on on a on a sort of on the especially on the display side for me anyway that's that's where i'm immediately thinking of it now um anyway in case you couldn't tell i'm kind of excited Um, And I'll keep you posted as, and I'll I'll chat about it on air as I've had a chance to test out some more advanced stuff. Like I'm at a conference right now, so I haven't had a chance to dive in. I actually just heard back from the client that I'm like excited about it because he knows his audiences. And I emailed him and he was stoked. So I have a call with him next week on what we can do with this and um, some new things to try. So as I find them out, I'll be sure to chat about them uh, on future episodes.
1: Um, and I couldn't, I, this came up the other day and maybe you two can, can help me with this. Cause I, I was, uh, I was sitting with, with, uh, with Sean, my girlfriend, who's not an SEO, but you know, she knows our industry a bit, eh? Um, she works on the peripheries of it. And, um, so I read something to her that I couldn't understand. And, and, and maybe you guys can help me with this. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is another John Muellerism, Okay. Okay. Yeah. So John, this comes out of a search engine Roundtable. So, So Barry's reporting on the absurd here again. And I'm quoting directly. Google's John Mueller said on Twitter that text, here we go, okay. Text within an image alt attribute is generally seen as text as part of a page where the image is embedded. If that text is within an H1 tag, then Google will also see it as part of the H1. And that's where I got confused. Because why the hell would you do that?
2: I can't understand why you would do that. Because from everything I understand, um, that alt text is mostly for accessibility. It's, it's there so that a screen reader can explain to a person who maybe can't see the screen or can't see yeah. it as well to provide context.
1: But why would you do that? A, this is putting it within an, within an H1, which is more like a screen reader. The screen yeah. Get yeah.
3: Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that it's it's funny because I can think of horrible developmental projects I've worked on. while I didn't work as a developer, but I was the SEO. And after, where I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I can see why that'd be useful because you decided to make everything images,
4: <laughs>
3: where actually your your horrible development SEO. You know, actually that would have helped to have known that. But I I, I gotta side with Michelle here. That doesn't make sense and. Let's assume it's true. Like, let's assume that John knows his stuff and that this is somehow true. I see that with that little revelation passed out into the world, I see with that revelation being passed out that within a month it's undone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, you'd, have, you'd have burnt that little gem to the ground real fast because there's going to be a bunch of people who who do stupid stuff, right? Like, you almost, I don't think that you would get any really great black blackout use out of it but I think you'll have a bunch of people who don't really know very much hurting themselves
1: um, it just, it just occurs, if, if, if he's got to mention it occurs to me that this happens out in the wild and it's just mm-hmm. wow <laughs>
3: um, well, and, and then the thing is like one of the things that I could I could see and it's one of the things I see often enough and it's funny I'm like oh, okay now I know to like keep my eye out for that is I have seen h1's rap where it starts with an image. Right, like where there's actually an image wrapped in because an H1 is used as, and they shouldn't be, but using as a styling element as well. So it's handed over, and it'll have like an H1, but like before the H1 is like some sort of image. Well, being an SEO, you put an alt on every image, and you try and take you know Matt Cut's advice, and you make that alt describe the image. So this actually could be useful to know because if you've got these poor developmental structures where you have an H1, the actual heading tag te- like the text that's supposed to be an h1 and an image all wrapped in the same h1 you might actually be dumping in alt text that is not going to work for you right like I, and i would i would define the image not that if it's just a checkbox i would put a checkbox. i'm not going to do keyword stuffing into my alt text um so you could actually have like checkbox, you know beanstalk internet marketing right <laughs> as your h1 if if what john is saying is right but uh, so if that is the case, it's good to know because we need to undo that. But if it's, I, I can't see why that would be the case either way. If you see an H like an image wrapped in an H one, just get it out anyway, cause it really has no place in there. But, um, you know, it is good to know if you've got a bad development system set up, it's good to know the extra impact. If nothing else, it'll give SEOs the right to go. Okay, this is what John said. Now we need to get your developers to fix this. So and that's always handy. <laughs> Again, it's maddening
1: the stuff that you see that that, 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 that developers pull out in the out <laughs> in the wild. Um, they are just a different way
3: of looking at the world. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was actually just having that discussion. I, Michelle, you and I've had. I think everybody at this conference and everybody who's listening to our show has heard me and everybody else t- sort of talk about it is there are different roles like ux is not design which is not dev which is not seo right like everybody just stay in your lane <laughs> like and, and so you have design slash dev and if they're not strong in the dev they're like and they have no knowledge of seo they're like well why it looks pretty why does it matter if the h1 is wrapping the image too yeah from a designer perspective yeah that's right like why, why does it matter it looks right so that's what their job is yep, which is why <laughs> you shouldn't be pretending to do the job of an SEO. And many aren't. They're just building a thing and then I get handed to it and, you know, they've designed it wrong. Um, but that's not their fault. That's not their job. But it's, it's, if you get people crossing lanes, I think is where we get into real trouble because if somebody thinks they have an SEO and they're making mistakes like that, then you've got a bigger problem on your hands anyway. <laughs>
1: um,
3: back to the, back to
1: the conference for a second um mm-hmm. just got, just got word from the studio by the way um back to the conference for a sec uh michelle earlier you you noted that a number of tools are uh are are, are heavily represented at the uh on, on the trade show floor um that reminded me of a post i saw earlier from uh, christoph semper um hitwise has gone out of business hitwise has has, has shop um and I think they closed shop because of data privacy rules, new data privacy rules. and I'm wondering if there's anything different about the analytics companies and the tools tool makers that you see on the on the trade show floor now is anybody talking about stuff like that?
2: The ones that I've talked to so far haven't they're just I mean it's it's the normal sales pitch when you walk up to, A vendor booth like that and and all of the wonderful things that they can do Mm -hmm. and yeah we're we're not really going to mention the stuff that we can't do anymore okay just keep on moving nothing nothing to see here but i don't know how many vendors have you talked to dave is 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 the experience any different from what i've had so far
3: no and i i think we're gonna get hit a lot harder with it Um, what is it in a, in a year from now when the third party cookie issue, cookie apocalypse or whatever, Uh, when I I have have to say
2: that that is what's making me nervous because a lot of the magic that happens with the way I can do site retargeting with social media has to do with those third party cookies. And I'm like, I'm sure we'll figure a way around it, but oh my gosh, I don't really want to be thinking about this right now. (laughs) yeah and, and it is going to make it difficult and you I hope
3: some tool manufacturers that with developers who are far smarter than me um, can help figure out some some solutions to uh, to what's coming otherwise just surprise more revenue to Google because it'll have more data right like that'll that'll just be. That'll just be that. Hey, maybe they'll start selling their cookie data. I don't know. Not isn't, isn't that just
1: uh, <laughs> the natural natural order of the universe? More power to and more money to Google. Like that's, they, they, they make, they make the uh, operating system. They make the browser. They tend to make goals, <laughs> you know? Uh, what's the, uh, Conferences have, uh, have have nightlife. Conferences uh, have, a, have a life of their own. What's the yep. most interesting thing that's happened at this show?
3: Uh, I don't know. Running into Michelle because she was super, super kind and let me send the last pair of glasses that I was looking for <laughs> to her house. Um, they, they discontinued a, a line of frames that I really, really love. And there was one left. And it was like way cheaper to ship it to. To Michelle than to me. So thank you, Michelle. <laughs> for my pleasure. Uh, for, for letting it, me ship you that. Know, conferences.
2: <laughs> it's all about the friendships. <laughs> um so that that was it. um
3: and um Microsoft um hosted a, a a wonderful, um a wonderful event. Um last night that Michelle was uh out with me. Um and uh yeah, I mean that was sort of I'm on. That was my first night, sort of going out, and I know there's, there's something going on tonight, so I'll I'll report on that next week if it sort of eclipsed Microsoft's um, you know wonderful dinner. But uh, yeah, I would I would have to say that was a, a wonderful uh, wonderful time, Michelle.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely lovely time. I wound up sitting at a table next to Jim Christian of Advanced Search Summit. So and Arson, Sitting across the table from me, so it was the conversation was really interesting over there by the window. Let me say,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, I, I can't even ask questions about that. And, I really want to, but I know.
3: What yeah, I've that's probably to. for the best because I was like walking by occasionally, and I'm like, oh, all right. I mean, not it was nothing untoward rating, but it was just like, no. all right, these guys are like talking about like anything like, it was it was great conversations and I just it's not that it was like not safe for work um but I just won't get into it because that's you know just a private conversation over drinks
4: sure <laughs> but, well, uh, but um, it was
3: definitely a very entertaining um you know sort of time out there but you know it's arson and gym like you can't really expect you could say I can say that about arson and any gym I know <laughs> right? it's like it's gonna be a fun conversation to sort of watch happen uh, so you got to come to one. Jim, we'll 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 have to find one uh, up, uh, you know, in Toronto or something. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of um, there's actually a
1: lot of effort to organize a Search Marketing Conference in Toronto. I've been approached by three different groups to be involved, in, including the uh, the Canadian Search Awards. Um, so something's coming in the future. Just don't know exactly when. But the Toronto tech sector is booming like you wouldn't believe. So it'll and it should be pd the fun city um okay where do we go we got about seven minutes left uh in the show um and and we need to get a break in okay so here's what happens our, our our guy in the studio actually got called away from the studio we couldn't get the break in but we wanted to get the break in a few minutes ago we got to get the break in now because we are contractually obliged to get these breaks in so friends. You've been listening to Web. You are listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. We're going to be coming back with a few minutes of radio. Stick around. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies and Michelle Simpson-Ross, this is Jim Hedger. This is Webcology. We're back in a minute.
0: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology
1: will be back after this short break.
4: masterradio.fm is now part of
0: the wmr.fm podcast network evolving every day to meet today's demands we are pioneers of podcasting staying at the forefront of digital marketing business and entrepreneurship the wmr.fm enters the 2020s leading the way expanding our spectrum of shows set to educate entertain and engage we are the wmr.fm Podcast Network. Podcasting at the speed of sound. Webmasterradio.fm. The Flamethrower. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: Commercials off. Now
0: back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We are just rounding out the hour here. It is the 20th of February, 2020. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and we're joined by um, social media guru. Network, but social media uh, guru pirate Michelle Simpson Ross um, Michelle and Dave are at SMX West Search Marketing Expo West in San Jose um, Michelle uh, What's the audience like what, 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 what kind of questions are people asking? Um,
2: that's that's one of the things that I wanted to discuss with Dave so for those of you that maybe haven't been to conference in a while. The speakers are walking around with an additional little ribbon on their badges that say, "Hey, I'm a speaker." Um, there are several people that are like, "Oh, you're a speaker." I'm gonna back off because you're kind of intimidating. But there are plenty of others that, especially once they've seen you speak, they're like, "Ooh, I now have questions, and I need for you to tell me things." <laughs> and <laughs> So I was I was curious. Honestly, I my session that I did was very small and intimate. We had just a handful of people and um, the questions that were asked during the session were actually really good as far as thinking about budgets and um, a little bit into the nitty gritty of, uh, you know, how how do you really plan for and calendar out? seasonal campaigns, but that's because that was really specific to the topic we were discussing. Mm-hmm. I was kind of curious as to what kind of questions as a speaker are you running into? What What <laughs> is the thing that everybody really feels like they need to know coming out of this conference?
3: You know, it, it, it's interesting because I think for a lot of speakers, it ends up being kind of the same, right? Like where, I mean, not the same questions, but you were asked about your, your expertise and you, if you are a good speaker, and I know you are, I like to think I am, you spark that importance of what it is you're talking about i mean it requires it it's like it needs to have all the eat factors in there Mm -hmm. so to 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 sort of go that but if you if you've engaged with your audience and you've conveyed how important what you're talking about is and and done it passionately you'll be asked a lot so i naturally get asked probably most of the time it'll have to do with entity metrics somebody will have heard the show or or asked me about past uh, stories that happened when i was in new york last time i had a, a few people who, who listened hi to any of you if you're listening right now um you know c- coming up and sort of asking on past show things so that was like really? the first time that happened it happened multiple times which was interesting um that yeah had yeah, it, it, seen the show um or i had to rather I had, I had listened to the show but yeah usually it'll be whatever i've just talked about and, and lately, it's been a lot on entities or machine learning um, as it relates to search um, side of things, which, of course, places me in the awkward spot because I'm not a machine learning expert. I just happen to love it <laughs> like as it relates to search. So I'll have like, you know, programmers asking me questions. I'm like, I can totally give you a link to the piece I wrote or that I read that you'll probably get parts of that I sort of struggled through and pieced together the meanings up um so yeah it, it's 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 interesting but of global topics i'm hearing and I, I i keep hearing it a lot around me um and we've talked about it a couple times today is i keep hearing ux right and it's not, doesn't get asked of me a lot but i keep hearing people talking about ux and or its impact but often it, it's it's a more prominent subject just on its own not related to search but but that i'm hearing a lot more of is people going oh humans right like right them right we, we need to care about them which i know we always did but not as much in in the search context so i don't know that's that's what i'm
1: are the quality of questions strong are they are they getting better is the audience being educated
3: you know i to me and uh, michelle i don't know what, what you're finding i don't actually find any bad questions I know that sounds really glib but it's such a broad industry that I'm like some of the most basic questions that I would be asked on a SEO side are from people who know so much about social right that it would just eclipse anything I know and embarrass me to even talk about Facebook other than like Fuck to my dad right like they they'll, they'll they'll make me feel like somebody barely can function on social media if they talk to me about it but then they'll ask really basic stuff on SEO. So it's one of those where I don't really, I I have a hard time even judging whether a question is good or not because that person probably is an expert at something in the exact same industry that I know nothing about, right? Or or very little
2: about. I'm running into a lot of the same things. So basically the audience for this conference is search marketers and PPC specialists, right? And I'm here talking about paid social, not something that that bunch of people usually delves into on a day-to-day basis. So um, I'm already assuming that they're specialists, they know what they're doing, they're highly educated when it comes to search and PPC, how do I now bring some value about paid social that fits into their world? And that's usually where the questions and, and discussions are coming from is, okay, I, I get it. How social plays this role at this particular point in the customer journey. Um, how do we play together? How, how do we play volleyball in the sand and actually win a good game?
3: Yeah. Um, that's a really interesting way to put that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was trying well, to I mean, that's,
2: that's really what we're doing, right? We're, we're passing, the customer from one communication experience in one channel to the next so how do we work together as a volleyball team to make sure that what needs to happen the transaction at the end of this journey actually happens
1: well we keep the other team distracted while uh (laughs) over there goes and steals (laughs) the credit cards out of their wallets obviously
2: (laughs) um clearly okay. you and i have not played on, on the same beach volleyball teams.
1: indeed yeah, absolutely indeed okay on that we have to we have to go we have gone full clock um and uh michelle and dave uh conferences are bouncy events eh? <laughs> um <laughs> thank you thank you so much for both being here and taking i know i know it's hard to carve out time in the uh in the uh, uh, uh busyness of, of a conference so thank you both for being here
3: well thanks for thanks for having us well i guess oh, it's weird it to say deep. that cause...
2: <laughs> well I, I should be telling you two thanks for having me
1: <laughs> a
4: pleasure next, as always. Week,
1: next week we are back to our regular scheduled programming dave's going to be at his desk in victoria i'm going to be at my desk in toronto uh we're gonna have a, i think a mostly normal show next week yeah 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 <laughs> um, and uh, until then, friends, uh, you're going to see what called you at Webmaster Radio.fm. This is a recorded live to podcast on the 20th of February, 2020. Stay safe, be smart, rank well, and we will talk to you next week.